First Peter, all the way to the back of the book, almost, almost to the back. Sometimes you wonder why Peter's letter got put in later, don't you? <laughs> well, some people think John Mark wrote it, so that's why it was late getting put in. No, no facts, but John Mark was hanging out with Peter, and so they think that might be why it was later in the written later. Because John Mark is the one that penned it and stuff. Peter's writing. So who knows? Amen. Just a little tidbit there. But it's all power packed. God knew how it's supposed to be put in there when we needed it and how it meant to unfold. Amen. Second Peter first Peter chapter two, verse nine and verse ten. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation. A peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have attained mercy. And I want to focus on the 10th verse, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have attained mercy. And I would like to minister from this thought today, that which was not, but now is. That which was not, but now is. Is Father, again, we thank you again for your presence. We thank you for your love and kindness and mercy. God, you are ever God, and there is none else. And I appreciate you, Lord Jesus, again today for your goodness and mercy towards us. Amen. Praise God, and you may be seated. Amen. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave utterance. And there was dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. And this was noise abroad. The multitude came together and was confounded in that they heard every man speak in his own language. And they was amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Are not all these which speak Galileans? And how we hear every man in our own tongue where we were born. Perthians and Medes and Elamites, and dwellers of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Phygia, Pamphylia, Asia, Pamphylia, Phygia, and parts of Egypt, about Libya, about Serene, strangers of Rome, Jews, proselytes, Cretes, and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our own tongue the wonderful works of God. And they was amazed in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others mocking, saying, These men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice 
and said unto him, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be it known unto you, and hearken unto my words. For these are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And upon my servants and upon my handmaidens will I pour out of that day of my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I shall show wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire and vapors of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord shall come. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you all. Ye yourselves also, knowing him, having been delivered by the determined counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have with wicked hands crucified and slain. Whom God has raised up, having loosened the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. But David, speaking concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. He's at my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore was my heart glad. Moreover, shall my flesh find rest in hope, for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Neither will I suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt make known to me the ways of life. Thou wilt make full my joy with thy countenance, men and brethren. Let me freely speak unto you of the patriot David, that he is both dead and buried, and that his serpent goes with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with the oath unto him of the fruit of his loins, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He seeing this, spake that the resurrection, that his soul was not left in hell, neither did his flesh see corruption. This same Jesus, whom we are all witnesses of, therefore being at the right hand of God exalted and have received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this which you both now see and hear. But David is not ascended into heaven, but he himself said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand till I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuring that God has made that same Jesus, whom you have crucified, both Lord and and Christ. Now when they heard this, they was pricked in their hearts, and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. With many other words did he testify and exalt sin. Save yourselves from this untowards generation. Then they that gladly received his word was baptized, and they was added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and prayer. And fear came upon all of them, and many wonders and signs was done by the apostles, and all that believed was together, and they had all things common, and they sold their possessions and goods and parted to every man as every man had need, and they continued steadfast, amen, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. 
that which was not but now is. I like studying American history. I like watching documentaries about our nation, how it became to fruition. You know, I I like just listening to the Revolutionary War and how it started and the Civil War and some of the other wars. And you stop and you look, it's such a young nation, 243 years old, and all the things that had been accomplished in this nation at such a short period of time. Here we have a great superpower that at one time was not, but now is, and the whole world looks to her. The whole world looks to her for leadership. The whole world looks to her for direction and guidance. Amen. And I ask myself over and over, how and why would God, amen, choose such a place and choose such a people and to make ways, amen, to where to bring this nation to what it is today, amen, so it could help the whole world. It's amazing, and I just look at it, and God is amazing. If if you've ever gone across these fruited plains, you can see just how amazing God truly is. Amen. We look at, at, at the world, and I've been up basically all around the world, and I'm amazed at every place that I go and how God has orchestrated this thing. Because at one time, it was nothing, the Bible says. Uh, and Genesis opened up and tell us that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was dark and void, uh, and there was nothing here. And then all of a sudden, God says, let there be light, uh, and there was light, uh, and God divided the light from the darkness, uh, and how God did it, it was nothing, uh, but then all of a sudden, now it is, uh, and that's how it seems to be, uh, amen, you can take a seed, Jesus says, uh, and you can plant it in the ground, uh, it is nothing, uh, but after a period of time, it gets into the earth, uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, here springs the ear, and then here springs the stalk uh, and the next thing you know you've got a great big plant that the birds can put their trees in uh, it's amazing to me when i go to california and i go and i watch those big sequoias out there how it sprung up from just a little seed uh, it was nothing uh, but now you see this massive trees uh, of such such height, uh, amen, that are there. It was nothing, uh, but then all of a sudden, here we are, amen, with this great big tree that you can make into a house. That's how big it is. Peter says, we were not a people in times past, but now are we the children or the people of God. Uh, we were aliens, Paul says. Uh, we had no relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, we were lost uh, and without hope. Uh, we were sitting in darkness. Uh, but then all of a sudden, uh, God shows up uh, and brings us out of darkness uh, to his marvelous light. 
light. Uh, we were aliens. We were separated uh, from the commonwealth uh, of God. In uh, other words, uh, we had no hope. Uh, we had no joy. Uh, we had no vision. Uh, we had no knowledge. We had no understanding of God. Uh, we was lost without God. Uh, but then all of a sudden, the Bible says, uh, when the fullness of time was come, uh, God sent forth this son, uh, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that was under the law, that we might receive the adoption, uh, amen, to bring us in. We were not, uh, but then all of a sudden, uh, we were. We were without hope, uh, Paul says, uh, but God, uh, in Romans 4, 17, uh, but God, uh, who quickened the dead, uh, and called those things uh, which be not uh, as though they were. Amen. God says, I know what it wanted to be. The Bible says in the book of Genesis that God brought all the beasts and the fowls of the air to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called them, that's what they became. That's what they were known as. Isn't it amazing? They didn't have any names. They was just created beings. But all of a sudden, they went from nothing to something. Just that quick. But God, I love it every time I read this. Paul, right into the church at Ephesus in the second chapter, he says, In you have he quickened who were dead and your trespasses and sins, wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. In other words, we were nothing. We had no part of God. But then I like what Paul says in the Next verse, but God, who is rich and mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ by grace, are you saved, and have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of His grace and His kindness towards us through Jesus Christ. We were nothing. We didn't even exist. But then all of a sudden, God stepped in and God reached down and He pulled us. David says, the Lord, He picked me up out of the miry clay and He set me upon a rock and He established my goings. But God, we were nothing Amen. But God called those things which are not as though they were. We were the children of wrath. But God says, no, that will be my child. He calls those things as though they were not, as though they were. Peter says, which was in times past, was not a people. But now are we the people of God. 
I'm a one God, apostolic tongues, talking, holy roller, born again, heaven bound, believing in the liberating power of Jesus' name. I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the Spirit. I believe in holiness, and I suggest you do the same. I was set free at a Pentecostal altar on my knees. Would you pardon me if I'm not ashamed to be a one God tongue? One God, apostolic tongue talking, holy roller, born again, heaven bound, believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. Amen. Think about it. In times past, we were not a people. We was the children of wrath. We was the children of the devil. But God, amen, called those things that are not as though they were, amen, that in the times you were without Christ, we were aliens, we were shut out, we were estranged from the commonwealth of Israel, Paul says in the 12th through the 13th verse in the second chapter of Ephesus. You were without, you were outside and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope, and we was God in this world, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes were far off, you are made now blood by Jesus Christ. John says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Amen. We were aliens. We were outcasts. But now we are the sons and daughters of God. We went from being aliens to being kings and priests unto our God. We went from being nothing to something special. Just by being born again, we became children of Almighty God. As the songwriter said, something beautiful, something good. All my confusions, Jesus understood. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife. But he made something beautiful out of my life. He put me in his family. I was not his, but he reached down and he drew me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Paul says, I thank God in 1 Timothy 1.12, the Lord Jesus, who has enabled me, for he have counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and an injurer, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Paul says, I was not a minister. I was not an apostle. He says, I was the least to be ever called an apostle or minister because I persecuted the church of God. He says, but I am what I am. He says, but I thank God, the Lord Jesus, who have enabled me. He took me from not to that which is now. I feel like Paul. I was not a minister. It was never in my portfolio to be a minister of the gospel. I too persecuted the church of Jesus Christ. But I flip back to what Paul says. But God, who is rich and mercy for his great love for us, has pulled me out of darkness into the marvelous light. And I praise him and I glorify him. Praise God for his great love. He quickens, Paul says, 
and call those things which are not as though they were. God told Abraham, he says, Abraham, you leave home and I will bless you. And Abraham and Sarah, we know this story. You know, you, you have to imagine with them. God shows up. Abraham's 99. Sarah's 90. And God says, you're going to have a kid. I probably fell on my face and laughed too. You know, <laughs> that didn't compute, you know, to be that old and have a kid. Can you imagine being Isaac going to school? Uh, hey, man, good you brought your great-grandparents to school today. Oh, no, it is my parents. <laughs> man, can you imagine? But God told them, you're going to have a kid. He called those things that were not as though they were. See, that's why it was hard for them to believe it. They'd be that age, and God said, you're going to have a kid. That <laughs> right. That's why Abraham says, well, let's let maybe just Ishmael is okay. We got Ishmael. We'll let Ishmael. God said, no, Sarah's going to have a kid. Uh, and the Bible says in Hebrews 11, through faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed because she judged him faithful that had promised it. Therefore sprang even forth as one, and he that's been good as dead, Amen. As many as the stars in heaven in multitude and sand by the seashores innumerable. Amen. Because they believed what God has says. When God tells you something, you've got to take it by faith. He don't usually tell you when I'm going to do it, but he calls those things as not, as though they were. Amen. Because God is going to bring it to pass. This is why you have to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. I can remember in 1995, God told me, he says, your ministry is going forth out of La Crosse, Wisconsin. I'm still on active duty in the military. I'm not even thinking about being a pastor. I'm not even thinking about serving God uh, at this point with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. I'm soldierly minded. Uh, but God says your ministry is going out forth out of La Crosse, Wisconsin. Do you know how long ago that was today? That was 25 years ago. He calls those things as not as though they were. And he puts the pieces into place. Amen. The way he wants it to be accomplished uh, and the way that he wants it to be done. Amen. But Abraham and Sarah, they felt like, well, we just stick with it, uh, with Ishmael. But God says, no, Sarah is going to have a kid. The promise is going to come through her. Amen. And we see this time and time and time again. And you see how God, Abraham, 
Abraham's name was Abram. But God changed his name from Abram to Abraham. God says, I'm taking you, amen, from being the father of a big daddy, in other words, to the father of the multitude. And I'm going to take Sarah from being dominant to a princess. All by changing one letter in their name, the letter H, ha, which means Jehovah. So when God gets in your name, he calls those things as not as though they were. That's why you're the child of the Most High God. That's why his name is written in your forehead. You don't belong to the devil. You belong to Jesus Christ. He's already called you his. These are mine, saith the Lord. We were Gentiles. We were set apart. We were separated, shut out from the commonwealth of God. We were the children of wrath. But God says, "Uh uh-uh. They was part of my initial plan to bring them into the church as well. And when the fullness of time was come, he brought us in as well. Amen. He called those things which are not as though they were. Amen. We most people know Peter by the name of Simon Peter. But most people, we don't call him Cephas. You know why? Because Jesus called him Simon Peter. (laughs) He called him Simon. Amen. Praise God. We don't call a dog a dog just because he's a dog. (laughs) Adam gave him the name of the dog. (laughs) Hey, dog. Think about it. He perfects things. When Jacob, amen, went down into Egypt, we know through Scripture as you study, Jacob didn't want to go down at first. Uh, He didn't want to go down, but God tells Jacob, he says, you go down, amen, but I will bring you back. Uh, I will bring your people back to to this very point, Uh, amen. Uh, And he says they will be a blessing. Uh, They will be a multitude that will come back. Uh, And you find that when Jacob is there uh, in his last days, uh, the Bible says in Genesis 48 uh, and verse 17 through 19, And I like this part. And when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand upon the head of Ephraim, he displeased him. And he held up his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head unto Manasseh's head. And Joseph said unto his father, Not so, my father, for this is the firstborn. But Put thy right hand upon his head. And his father refused and says, I know it, my son. I know it. He also shall become a people, and he also shall be great. But truly, his younger brother shall be greater than he, and his seed shall, be, shall become a multitude of of nations. You see, Joseph says, no, Dad, Manasseh is the oldest. Because in those times, the older was always 
given the honor. But Jacob says, no, I know that, son. He tells Jacob, he says, but the younger is going to be greater. In other words, I'm putting my hand on Ephraim. Why Ephraim? When you begin to look at Ephraim, what comes out of Ephraim? You begin to see in Scripture when it's time for the children of Israel to go in to spy out the promised land. Moses chooses a man. They call him Oshia, the son of Nun. But what do we call him? We call him Joshua because he's of the tribe of Ephraim. Amen. The greatness began to run. We see that also that Bethel is also the place of the tribe of Ephraim. What do we know about Bethel? It is the house of God. What else do we know about Bethel? It is called Bethlehem. It is where Ruth and Boaz birthed Obed and Jesse and David. It is also Bethlehem where we get our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ is born in Bethlehem of Judea. The praise, the greatness. They call those things that were not as though they were. And I come to tell you today, you need to realize what God is doing. Don't give up the ship. Don't throw in the tower. Don't go back. God has already has a plan for you. He says, listen, I know the thoughts that I think towards you to give you an expected end. God already has made a way for what he's going to do in your life. You just need to hold on in there and wait till he brings it to fruition. Jeremiah 29, 4. Thus saith the Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Bethlehem. Babylon, excuse me, build you houses and dwell in them and plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. Take you wives and beget sons and daughters and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters that you may be increased there and not diminish and seek the peace of the city, whether I have called you to be away captive and pray unto the Lord for it for in the peace thereof shall ye have peace for thus saith the Lord of hosts the God of Israel let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you neither hearken to your dreams which you have caused to be dreamed for they prophesy falsely unto you in my name I have not sent them, saith the Lord. For thus saith the Lord, that after seventy years be accomplished in Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you and causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. God says you're going into captivity. He says, now listen, just because I'm taking you into captivity, I don't want you to go down there complaining. I don't want you to go down there and just go cry and weep and, and all this other stuff. He said, I don't want you going down there doing that. 
He says, you're going to be there for 70 years. <laughs> he said, this is what I want you to do. Build houses. Plant gardens. Eat it. Marry off your kids. Get married. Raise up. <laughs> Amen. What a promise. You know, can you imagine him saying, well, why are you taking us into captivity for? You know, why can't you do that right here? You know, but God's ways is not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. See, God tells them what he's going to do before they ever leave. Isn't it amazing? He already told us what he's going to do <laughs> through his word. So what are we worried for? He already told us he's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. He already told us I'm going to be as close as to mention my name. So, hey, what are you worried about? Amen. He says, go down there, build houses, plant gardens, eat the fruit, raise kids, and I'm going to visit you pretty soon. See how you're doing. <laughs> Think about it. He said, I'm going to come visit you. you know, and then I'm going to bring you out. Man, the promise. Amen. He already knows what he's going to do. That which was not, but now is. Man, we were not a people. Think about this. In John 11, you've read it a hundred times. With Lazarus, you know. Martha comes, you know, and says, You've been here. My brother had not died. He's, he's going to rise again. She said, well, I know he's going to rise again. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. He's, he's going to rise again. You know? But do you know what he had already told his disciples? He calls those things as not as though they were. He had already told his disciples, he ain't dead, he's asleep. So he's just taking a sleep. You know? Well, the disciples said, well, hey. Sleep, he's doing good. Then Jesus said, no, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. But he calls those things as not as though they were. God knew he was dead. He says he's just sleeping. You know? And the disciples says, oh, man, <laughs> if he's sleeping, he's okay. And Jesus says, okay, i got to go down there so I can wake him up. Think about it. He's dead now, but you're going to go wake him up. Yeah, I'm going to wake him up. He's asleep. See, it, it doesn't... <laughs> you, you think about it. He calls those things as not as though they were. God says, you know, Martha, your brother is... Martha said, my brother is dead. Jesus says, no, he's just asleep. Now, notice what Martha says. He says, She says, he's stinking. He's been dead four days. Jesus said, no, that's just old spice. <laughs> Because in those days, they embalmed them, you know, with spice. <laughs> so they, he said, you just smell like he's sleeping. <laughs> Old spice, okay? <laughs> but he says, I'm going that I will may wake him up. And notice what Jesus does. He comes to the tomb. He rose the stone. They rose the stone away. Jesus kneels down. He prays, says, Lazarus, come forth. And he came out. 
apparently the cat was sleeping. <laughs> not dead. He's taking a nap, right? Amen. Do you know what Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 15? He says, those that are fallen asleep shall God bring with them. Think about it. See? But I would not have you to be ignorant, brother, concerning them which are asleep. You don't die in Christ. Hello? You don't die in Christ. Absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. <laughs> See? See? We go from here to there. Amen. So we need to realize we're out of here. He calls those things. We're just asleep. Paul says, that you're sorry not and have no hope of which them have no hope. Verse 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose from the dead, we, even so them which are asleep in Jesus, will God bring with them. Amen. They're just taking a sleep. That Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> did you ever remember that story in school, Rip Van Winkle? How many years did he sleep? <laughs> My, can you imagine? He's sleeping 20 years. And he called those things as not as though they were. Amen. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not appear what we shall be, but we know that when we see him, we shall be as he is. Or we shall see him as he is. And everyone that has this hope, purify themselves even as he is pure. When Jesus came out of the wilderness, he walked into the synagogue, the Bible says in Luke 4, 18, 16 through 18, as his custom was, he went into the synagogue and they handed him the scroll to read and he turned to the book of Isaiah and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he hath sent me to heal the, bro- the broken heart, to preach deliverance to the captives, to recover of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he shut the book and gave it back to the priest, and he says, This day is the scripture fulfilled, and you're hearing. Notice what he says. He called those things that are not as though they were. In advance. And that's why when you see in John 9.25. The man says that Jesus opened his eyes. Says. I don't know if he's a sinner or not. He says. But this one thing I know. That whereas I was blind. Now I see. Amen. He opened blinded eyes. He called those things. In advance. That were not. As though they were. That's why when the Lord gave us the great commission in Mark chapter 16, he says, Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. 
See, he's already called those things that are not as though they were. We just have to do what he's told us to do and watch it come to fruition in our lives and in the lives of others. Amen. Let's stand this morning. Praise God. Amen. He calls that which was not, but now is. Beloved, now are we the children of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. Amen. But God already knows what we are. Amen. Praise God. We love you. Father, we truly appreciate you for your word this morning. Oh, God, we thank you for your kindness. You're truthful, Lord Jesus, again today, God. We know that this is the day that you have made, Lord, and we will rejoice. We will continue to be glad in it, O oh God. We know that you know our lives. You know the things you have prepared for us, O oh God. And we thank you again this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen.